Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Salted with fire. Tonight we're going to look at Mark chapter 9, and beginning Mark 9, 49, King James Version. For everyone, everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. I'm not even going to show you the new King James on this one. Not that I think it's weak, it just goes a different direction, and I think it takes the strength out of what Jesus was saying in the passage. So I go with the King James here. It says, everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. When you salt something, you sprinkle salt on it. Pass the salt, please so I can salt my food. Jesus said, every one shall be salted, sprinkled with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt fire. This is a good fire that the Lord has for us. Now in the preceding verses, 43 to 48, we'll go to the New King James. There's a different fire, a fire that we want no part of. Hellfire, Gehenna. Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life, the life of God, eternal life maimed, rather than having two hands to go to hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your foot causes you to sin, Cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Hellfire. Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. So I permit me once again. So I cut off my hand. Say, so that should do it. Free from sin. Uh-oh. My foot. That's a problem. My foot leads me astray. I walk where I shouldn't walk. I'm going to cut off my foot. Now I'm free. No more sin. Uh-oh. My eye. Lust of the eye. Immoralities. Jealousies. Pride. I'm going to pluck out my eye. And you pluck out your eye and your hand and your foot and your eye are gone, and yet you then you realize that awful, damning truth that sin is far deeper than the outward members, that it's deep on the inside of it, that it's down in my very heart, in the core of my being. I must run a sword through my heart if I'm going to get rid of the sin in my life. And that's exactly what Jesus was intending that we pass the sentence of death across our members, every bit of us, every part of us, that we die to ourselves and we rise in the power of a new life through repentance and faith 
the resurrection Christ, life of Christ. We enter into life, the life of God. We enter into the kingdom of God, and we escape the fire of hell. We escape the fire of hell. Mark 9, 49 to 50. Now, once you've escaped the fire of hell, eternal judgment through Jesus Christ and his life, there's another fire for us, salt fire. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt has, have lost his saltness, where will, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace one with another. Everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace one with another. Jesus said, everyone shall be salted with fire. Every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Present yourself a living sacrifice. How many tonight want to be a living sacrifice for the Lord? How many want to serve God with all their heart? Is there anyone here tonight that wants to follow God fully all the days of your life? The Bible says you're a living sacrifice, and Jesus said every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Every person that comes to me and really wants to follow me, I will sprinkle fire upon them. I will salt them with fire. Salt fire. Salt fire. Fire that is good. Fire that burns. Fire has, or salt has a burning property in it. Salt is good. It wars against corruption. It pushes against infection in a wound. It preserves food. Salt has power. Salt has, salt has fire. Salt has health in it. Salt has cure in it. Jesus said, I want to sprinkle you with fire. It has a stinging property. Have you heard the old expression to rub salt in someone's wound? means to add pain where there is already injury. Somebody is hurting and you put salt in their wound, you cause them to sting even more. Salt fire. Sometimes people, when they have a sore throat, what do they do? They take and pour salt into a glass of water, dissolve the salt, and gargle with salt water. And what does it do? It pushes back infection. It breaks corruption. It stings, it burns, but it has a valuable property to bring forth health and cure. Jesus said, I'm going to salt you with fire. I'm going to season you with salt. I'm going to sprinkle salt upon you so that there is a burning in you, this salt fire that comes from the Lord in our lives, and we need it desperately to burn against corruption in our lives. It's a divine fire that goes against evil intentions and sinfulness and waywardness in our hearts. It works against our pride and our independence. It works against that miserable dispossession of the fallen nature. 
It's a fire that burns. This salt, Jesus said, is good. Excellent is the salt. Excellent is the salt that burns against the corruption of our human nature, that works against infection in our lives, that breaks sin and ungodliness and brings us forth in holiness, in righteousness. We become kind and thoughtful, loving, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the goodness of God. Jesus said, Mark 9, 50, salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltness, Jesus said it's good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men in another gospel. Salt can lose his saltness. Jesus is warning his disciples, don't lose your saltness. Don't let your hearts grow cold and weary, careless and unbelieving again. Don't let your hearts become worldly. Make sure you've got your salt on your body, on your life, on your members. Have salt in yourselves, he said, and have peace one with another. Have salt in yourself. Have peace among one another. He differentiates. He said, disciples, you need salt inside of you, in yourself. Make sure you have salt in yourself. Make sure you're being sprinkled with fire. Make sure that salt of God is upon your life, that salt fire. Let it burn in your entire being. Have salt in yourself, in all your members, in your hands, in your feet, in your eyes, in your heart. Let that fire burn in you and take care of you and strengthen you and purge you and cleanse you. And then you'll have peace one with another. Have salt in yourself and be at peace and have peace one with another. If we have salt in our lives, if the salt of God, if the salt fire of God is working in our members, it goes a long way toward having peace with others. Say, what's wrong with me? So confused at times and stumble and tempted and tried and I get depressed and I get down. What's wrong with me? Well, you need more fire. You need more fire. You need more salt on the sacrifice. You need more burning of God in your heart and in your character and in your disposition. You need more seasoning with salt. You need more fire of God. You need more salt fire to work against that corruption, to bring you forth holy and true and righteous. Say, what's wrong with my marriage? Strife and hardship and harsh words and coldness. You need more fire in yourself. Get more fire in yourself of God. Get more fire in your heart. Get more of his cleansing, more of his burning. It'll burn out the independence. It'll burn out the pride. It'll burn out the harsh words. It'll burn out the bitter spirit, and you'll become more loving and full of life and laughter. Say, what's wrong with my family? What's wrong with my family? We can't get along. 
You need more fire. You need more salt on the sacrifice. Jesus said every person will be salted with fire. You've got to open up to it. You have to ask the Lord for it. Lord, salt me with fire. Lord, season me with salt. Put salt on my life. Put salt on my family. Let it burn. Let it sting where it needs to. But bring us forth in your holiness, in your purity, in your peace. Have salt in yourself, and you'll be at peace with one another. Now this fire of God not only purges, but it is a power. Matthew 3.11, power of God. The fire of God is not only for purging, it is for power. Believers that are weak in faith, weak in perseverance, believers that are weak in Christian life, they need firepower. They need the power of God. They need the fire power of God at work in their lives. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I baptize with water. I've got a message of repentance, John Baptist said, but there's one coming after me. I'm not worthy to carry his shoes. He will bring in a dimension that is greater than what I'm showing you right now. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. It'll be fire power in your lives. 1 John 5, 8, there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. This is really one experience in Christ. Repent, be baptized, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There are three that bear witness on earth. The blood, the water, and the Spirit. Well, we heard about the blood this morning, the blood of the Lamb that cleanses us from all sin and puts us into right standing with God. We witnessed the waters of baptism this morning as those powerful testimonies of transformed lives stood before us and receive the Lord. Repent and be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit and fire. Repentance, the blood, baptism, the water, baptism in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and fire. John the Baptist said, as we heard months ago at a baptism by the preacher, John the Baptist in the unfolding gospel of salvation admitted, he said, I'm I'm a Baptist, but it's not enough. What I'm teaching you and what I'm giving you is wonderful. It's powerful, but it's not enough. You need a Pentecostal. You need a charismatic outpouring. You need the Holy Spirit and fire. Because in that baptism of fire, in the descending of the Holy Spirit, and in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, there is power put into the hearts of the believers Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Until you're endued with power. Acts 1, 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. 
John Baptist said there's one coming. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And Jesus used the word power. The Holy Spirit and fire, it's interchangeable with power. Power in the hearts of the believers. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Well, we live at the end of the earth, don't we? And the Holy Spirit is here to minister to us and put power in us, put strength in us. Let's not settle for something ordinary. Let's live in the power of God. Those early disciples, those young disciples in the Gospels, strains of unbelief, pride, self-seeking, discouragement, fear, and timidity. That's how they were under the ministry of three and a half years with Jesus. And we see their faults and their failings and their stumblings at times, but something happened to those young men when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and fire on the day of Pentecost. They never stumbled again. There's not one record that they ever stumbled again. The things they struggled with before in their personality and in their disposition, once they were filled with the Holy Spirit and fire, they never fought with those things again. They had overcome. They were transformed into men of God. Men of God because of the Holy Spirit and fire. How powerful. How powerful is the Holy Spirit and fire. We need the fire of God. We need salt fire. We need the fire of God to turn back the corruption, to turn back the weakness in us, to turn the timidity and fearfulness, to turn the temptation in us until we can stand transformed by the power of God. We need more fire. We need more fire. Well, let's have the worship team return. Luke 11 and 13. The Bible says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? To those who ask him. Are you asking for the Holy Spirit? Are you asking for the fire of God? Are you asking God, the Holy Spirit, are you asking the Lord to salt you with fire? Every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Everyone shall be salted with fire. We have to ask the Father, salt me with fire, burn in me, sprinkle upon me. Sprinkle fire on me, Lord. Let it burn, let it sting, burn out the corruption in me. Repel any infection of sin in my life until I come forth holy and pure, loving and kind and thoughtful, able to minister like you do until there's a breakthrough in my life and I can walk as a man or woman of God. We have to ask the Holy Spirit for fire. We ask God, we ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, let's stand as we close out tonight. There's not a person here that couldn't use more fire. There's not a person here who doesn't need more fire. Let's ask the Father to sprinkle us with fire tonight. Every sacrifice, every person. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to anoint us with fire, to salt us with fire.
We ask the Father to keep sprinkling us with fire so that we do not lose our saltness. We do not lose our spirituality, our anointing, our faith, our power, our fire. Keep sprinkling me with fire, Father. Keep giving me the Holy Spirit. Keep salting me. Keep me pure. Keep me holy. Because none of us want to be less than what we've been. How many tonight, you want to be more than you are tonight by the power and the Word of God, His inheritance, His glory. We have to keep asking for the Holy Spirit. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? When we sense instability, when we sense weakness, when we sense those anxieties, when we see unbelief in our hearts and we're struggling with our own personality, we need to ask for the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need more fire right now. Salt me with fire. Get this corruption out of me. Be begin to burn against this thing, O oh Lord, until I can come forth transformed in your power. Hallelujah. Disciples that were transformed. They broke the power of the flesh. They broke their carnality. They broke their worldliness. They lived as men of God the rest of their lives, became witnesses and martyrs for the gospel of Jesus Christ, strong and faithful and pure and holy. And so, Lord, we're asking for the Holy Spirit tonight. We're asking for fire. Sprinkle us with fire, Lord. If there's anyone here, Lord, struggling in themselves, Lord, that tonight they would sense the fire of God upon them, Lord. Any marriage here, Lord, that's having difficulty, words are being spoken and there's feelings and coldness in the house and strife in the relationship. Fire of God. Fire of God, rest upon the marriages. Rest upon our marriages. Burn out, Lord God, the words of our mouth that are cutting and cold and filled with strife. Burn in our members, O oh Lord, until we come forth pure, holy, refined by you. Our homes become places of love and laughter and life. Our families are bound together, Lord, because each member of the family has salt in themselves and therefore peace with one another. Bless our homes, Lord. Church that needs fire. This church needs salt fire, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. To burn against any corruption, sinful tendencies, Lord. Things that are not of God. We might be holy and pure as your church, Lord God. Filled with your fire. And so we thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let's ask for fire tonight. Let's ask for the Holy Spirit. The altars are open if anyone wants to come. If you want to come and seek the Lord and call out on God for fire, receive a new dimension of the Holy Spirit, empowering for service, empowering to live a strong Christian life. Come, people will pray for you. If you're struggling with sin or some habit or addiction, Something's got a hold on you. Come tonight, and we want to pray over you and bless you in the name of the Lord and anoint you with the fire of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.